in today's show, we're recapping the 10 games from Wednesday in the NBA and all of the crazy performances, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There were 10 games on Wednesday. I've done a waiver wire show earlier today, so I'm not going to go through most added and most dropped players. We covered that already. So we're going to get straight into some news, and then we're going to talk about these 10 games. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Seth Curry's out again. He's not playing today. He's not playing tomorrow. Maybe on the weekend he returns. We still don't know how that's all going to go with him and Harris and O'Neal. But, yeah, I don't really think any of them especially Curry and Harris, are 12-team league guys because of the duplicative nature of their games. So I don't think they'll need to play big minutes each. O'Neal might be a different story, but you know how I feel about his sustainability long-term. The other bit of injury news that did come down was that Zaire Williams is out for another four to six weeks with his knee problem that's prevented him from beginning the season. There was a real opportunity, I thought, for Zaire with Dylan Brooks out, with Jaron out to establish himself in a mid-20s minutes role. But unfortunately, that's John Concha and Tyus Jones who are going to get that now. Johnny and Tyus remain sort of more 14 to 16 team league guys, but their value is going to persist uh, quite a bit longer now that we know how long Zaya is actually out, which is, again, pretty disappointing for him uh, at this point in his career, uh, his second season, really hoping to get something big happen. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. So let's, uh, oh, that's, we're just going to swing straight into the games. Why not? First one, Magic and Cavs. And the first thing every person wants to know, we're talking Magic, what happened to Bol Bol? Well, Bol Bol balled out. He had 22 minutes, 9 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Now, the blocks are down. They were always going to come down. But 2 blocks still gets it done. I'm most interested in 22 minutes. Now, there is still Suggs and Fultz and Harris and Wagner and he who shall not be named who I don't think is ever going to play. Um, they still have to come back into the, the lineup. But we've seen Bol take over from Bamba, and we've seen him now take over from Chumura KK and doing it pretty well. Again, the efficiency and the block rate was always going to drop, and it did. But there's enough here for him still to remain a back-end 12-team league play. Now, a 9-10 and 10 game with two blocks is, is really good, but it actually dropped his fantasy ranking down 10 spots just to show you that, you know, that what he was doing before was unsustainable. and Even that might be, but it's still really good. Um, Cole Anthony really struggled, 9-5-5, five, and five, 20% shooting. We know he can do that. The thing that I'm, I don't know if impressed is the right word, but when I watch, um, when I watch Cole Anthony here, the fact that he was not feeling it, so he didn't force it. Like, we got the better players to get the ball, and that's something that, speaking of Zaire Williams, old mate Dylan Brooks needs to learn. So while it was bad, he only took 10 shots because two other guys were absolutely cranking. And that was number one overall pick, Paulo Banquero. 37 minutes, 29, 8, and 4, one steal, two blocks, three threes. Now, I was 
pretty. Like I thought Polo, I think I had him at number two on my draft board. I love them taking him at one. I had him as the pick for rookie of the year. I had him as a guy that you pick in round six or seven in fantasy drafts, but I didn't see this. No way. He had two blocks again. He was efficient. Dropped a little bit. I think he missed one of his last two free throws. But 53%, 75 from the line. These numbers are outstanding. He's a top 40 player this year. Do I think he can maintain top 50? Look, maybe, but literally what he's doing hasn't been done for like 30 years or something. Five 20-point games to start his career, and he's adding in defensive stats. Now, I knew he could be a points, rebounds, assist guy. Not this many points. But doing it on with defensive stats, and efficiency is going to be up and down. But this is amazing. He's been awesome. And then we had old mate Franz Wagner on the Buy Low, Sell High show. And we just said, all right, the minutes are there. Just need the shots to go in. 35 minutes, 22, 5, and 5 a steal, and a block on 53%. And didn't hit a single three. So there is actually still more upside here for Franz. So hopefully you're able to get a little bit of a buy low. And I know not all of you would have been able to, but I know that it exists because when I had him in the buy low show, someone, and I don't know who it was, left a comment saying, nah, Franz is not a buy low. This is just who he is, right? And I obviously disagreed with that because I didn't think he'd continue to shoot 35% from the field. But there are, it's not going to work for everybody, but you need to have a look. You need to sort through your league and see what people believe. Good game. Wendell Carter Jr., he's just chugging along. I'm not sure the upside is massive, but 12 and 9 is strong. Well, Terry Ross, yep, uh, I'll see you later. Get that garbage out of here! At least he had two steals, but seven points in 32 minutes. But what a rotation. 15 minutes for Caleb Houston, 22 minutes for Kavon Harris, while KK played five minutes, Bumba played seven, and RJ Hampton played zero. By the way, just in case you are waiting, Mo Bumba. For the Cavs, Evan Mobley, we, we waited, we waited, and it came. 22 points. Now, the, we always look at this, and we look at the points and go, oh, that's sexy, isn't it? 22 is nice. And it sort of obscures the fact that he had three rebounds and didn't hit a three and still was bad from the line, but it's a, a step forward. 22, three, and three is still on the block. Still, oh, obviously, nowhere near where some people were hoping, given where he was drafted in certain spots, but he's currently 76th for this season. It's not bad. Like It's, it's fine. Dean Wade made the spot start, 30 minutes, 12 points, four threes. He's just so much better than Isaac Okoro, but it looks like Darius Garland will return next game. Um, speaking of Garland, not Garland, oh, yeah, speaking of Garland, with Garland out, Karis LeVert had a real opportunity. Unfortunately, he showed us that he's Karis LeVert. 10 points with three threes and six assists. I think those assists are going to come down. He shot 25 from both the field and from the line, and it's just hurtful. It's just not useful for, for um, category leagues. I'm not even sure he's going to remain a 12-team must roster points league. Now, I'm not going to jack him off just yet, but I don't hate it, right? If Garland's back, what's he doing? When should he ever touch the ball? When should he ever shoot the ball? And the answer is never. Um, Don Mitchell struggled a bit, 14 points on 26. He'd been off to a red-hot start. This dropped him back outside the top 15. 14, 4, and 8 with two steals. He's going to continue to come back, I think. And then the, the discman, old mate, Chetty Osmond, now. 14 and 7, a block, a 3, 31 minutes. He's a top 120 player this season. Now, that is going to fall away. But I would not be averse to Osman actually equaling Levert in minutes. They both play like 24. Osman's been better than Levert this season. Easily, I think. Really easily. And I don't think it's going to mean that he remains a 12-team league player. But, man, it's been great. But I think it's coming to an end. Kevin Love is still rostered in a lot of leagues, man. 4-7-4 four, four for Love on 14% shooting. I don't think he's a 10-team league guy, and I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. I can get having him in a 12-team league, but I just don't see the necessity for him to be rostered 
in as many leagues as he currently currently is. It just seems too many. But it's never too many times for me to tell you about Price Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You go to Price Picks or you go to other Daily Fantasy sites and you want to play Daily Fantasy. We, I get it. But you've got to go in there, try and balance a lineup with a salary cap, go up against people who are making it their literal life's work to build these lineups, and it's really hard. This is easy. There's just player projections. They said it. Like, here's Kevin Love, five and a half rebounds. Do you think he has more or less? And you plug it in. Karis Levert, over under missed shots. It's seven and a half. I don't think they have missed shots as a category, but I'm taking the piss. But you know what I mean. And you go more or less. You have up to five of those guys, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And entries can be done in under 60 seconds and payouts are also super safe and super fast. Price Picks is available in over 30 states and also in Canada as well. And it's not just basketball. We can do it for all these other sports. Disc golf. Can't wait to get my disc golf lineups in there. Esports, WNBA, soccer, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, all of that stuff. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks gives you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks gives you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 dues. After you've listened to Locked On Fantasy Basketball, make sure you're checking out our show, Locked On Sports Today. All the games that matter, the biggest stories in sports, we go in there in deep, 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 deep with all of the Locked On hosts across the uh, the sports landscape. Locked On Sports Today, wherever you find this podcast, you'll also find that. Just type in Locked On Sports Today. Second game, the Hawks struggled a little bit in their victory over the old, um, over the old mate Detroit Pistons. Hawks get it done, 118-113. Great for Trey Young, 35-3-6, 38 minutes. Him and DeJounte Murray are playing insane minutes. It's like Nick Nurse's coaching. 38 for Trey Young, 39 for DeJounte. Trey had been a bit of a slow starter, but this is an improvement, while DeJounte had been a fast starter, and he's falling back a little bit. 14-8-8 for DeJounte Murray. You love the eight assists. Look, getting that is really, really strong. Um, and he also had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two steals, two threes, two blocks for DeJounte, who now falls to 17th for the season. That's still obviously really good. Um, unfortunately, he shot just 28%. And the Baptist, John Collins. Part of the issue with Collins is they were playing him 30 minutes a night. Well, they're not anymore. 36. 36 minutes. 19, 11, a steal, four blocks. He's rolling as a top 20 player. Um, is he able to stay there? I don't think so, but top 50, I would expect top 50 now. It's just the minutes change. We thought 31 minutes a night, they'd get a lot more wings in there. Hunter would push up, but no, no, Hunter's bad. We knew that, but I didn't know whether they knew that. It might change when Bogdan Bogdanovich does return, whenever the hell that is, and that means Hunter plays the four, but Collins is just so much better, and the numbers are great. Clint Capella, 26 minutes, 6 and 10 to steal four blocks. Again, his demise, I think, has been greatly exaggerated. While Okongwu was still solid. 10 and 3, a steal and a block on 50, 50, 100% shooting. But the pecking order feels clear. I don't think they're going to make a change anytime soon. Maybe they do. And you definitely still keep Okongwu on your roster because he's still producing at a, what? Well, actually, he's not producing that well at all. Not even top 200. Why? He's 194th. Um, while Kapala's uh, 72nd. Right, but you still hold a con with 10 and 3 with a steal and a block is good enough to hold. But the upside that a lot of people may have been imagining, I don't think is there. 
Speaking of imagination, you've got to really squint hard to see a good player in DeAndre Hunter. 17 points on 70%. Oh, what a start. That's great. Sick, isn't it? We love it. We love it. Yeah, but three rebounds and one assist with zero steals and zero blocks. He offers jack shit. He got into foul trouble. That limited his playing time. But what does he do? He has the occasional good scoring night, but if he doesn't have that, he offers nothing else. He's 163rd this season. It's the same old nonsense from last season. I do not think that you need to hold on to DeAndre Hunter in 12-team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! For the Pistons, Jaden Ivey was a late scratch with an illness. So, of course, Dwayne Casey started Corey Joseph. Now, I'll be fair to Dwayne Casey. The options aren't particularly good on this team. There was no Alec Burks, who would have been a great substitution, I think. Killian Hayes had literally one of the worst games I'd ever seen yesterday. Um, they were, I would have started Isaiah Livers. But Corey Joseph isn't it. Unless the answer to the question is, what is or who is the worst rotation player in the NBA, then maybe that's the answer. That is where Corey Joseph is it. He had three points in 32 minutes. He had two fouls in the first two minutes. At least he had six assists, but missed all three of his shots. Dwayne Casey's love affair with Corey Joseph hurts this team. Um, and it makes no sense whatsoever. He's played 32 minutes. In nonsense. Insane. Ridiculous. But it did... did, well, did it? Yeah, I think it did help Cade a little bit. Now, he had been maligned everywhere. And I was telling you, it was a massive buy-low opportunity because I'm still a really big believer in Cade. And I said, yeah, maybe this is some of my bias because I was pretty big on him heading into the year. But this is why. 26, 8, and 6. A steal, two blocks. 39% usage. He still didn't shoot awesome, 44%, but it's better than what he's been doing. Now, is some of that Ivy's absence? I think a little bit is. But last game, Kate had 34 usage as well. The thing here is we got a little bit more of the rebounds and assists coming, and the defensive stats were great. I still think Kate is really, really good, and I still think he gets really unfairly criticized. This performance puts Kate back inside the top 85 for the season, and I think it's just going to continue to climb. But Ivy is an impact, somewhat, somewhat of an impact on him. Boyan Bogdanovich, well, apparently he's going to be the greatest shooter ever. 33 points with six triples. There's not a lot else happening there. Two rebounds and three assists, but this is what Boyan does. Another 50% shooting knife from three. It is going to cool off. And the fact that he keeps hitting him at 50%, 55% means that he's going to have a stretch of hitting 30% most likely. So he's still got this huge sell high window. He's a top 50 player. Now you never get a top 50 guy, but maybe you do. Because especially guys, when they look at the Yahoo side, he's going to be ranked higher than 44th because of those pesky limited turnovers. He's going to be like 20th or something. So maybe you can get a top 60 guy. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's bloody worth looking into. My man Isaiah Livers played 24 minutes. I thought he was really good. 12 points, four threes, a steal, and a block. I don't really think that the value is going to be there to be a 12-team guy, but he's 155th this season in these limited minutes. That's interesting. But do they give him enough minutes? Sadiq Bay, oh, I don't know, man, this guy. This is a very, very DeAndre Hunter-esque line. 17 and 4 with zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. He shot 50% from the line. I think we still hold him in 12-team leagues, but the ups and downs are killing me. And then Jalen Duran. Again, I, I really worry um, what, what's going to happen with Duran when Bagley returns. But 21 minutes, 7 and 9 in a block, it's absolutely enough to keep him hold held on a 12-team roster. Um, not great from Isaiah Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. 27 minutes, 7 and 9. And what I say for this with Stewart is that his minutes have been 27 each of the last two games, and that's coincided with Livers playing 20-plus. I still think they're trying to convert him into a power forward, and with Livers playing well, 
I'm not look. Stewart's not even a top one fifty player this season. If you want to get rid of him, no problem. Look, I don't think the upside's particularly high for Isaiah Stewart, and I I don't think he's a starting caliber player in the NBA. And I would love to see Duran get an opportunity and a little bit more there for um for Livers. But that's obviously something that we're just going to need to um watch this space to see how it all uh, how it all shakes out in terms of rotations. But I'm not. I'm not suggesting that he is a must-hold player. Nets Bucks, 110 Milwaukee, 99 Brooklyn. Durant, 33-6-3. He's just doing what he does. This wasn't particularly efficient, but he was great. 27-9 for Kyrie. Um, There's still room for these guys to improve as well. And you want to talk improvement? It was a marginal improvement from Ben Simmons. Marginal. 34 minutes with four points. That's dreadful. 12 usage, 29% shooting. But five rebounds, nine assists, two steals, and a block. You take those, their little wins. Still nowhere near back. Still struggles a lot. The shooting is a massive issue. But some of those other peripherals are looking a bit better. Royce O'Neal had 12 points, I think the first half, with four threes. Didn't score after that. Had no rebounds or no assists. Ended 31% shooting and then got two late steals to boost that line. He remains someone who I think is still highly overrated for fantasy and will not remain a must-roster player. Only 23 minutes for Claxton. Is that because Simmons played more minutes? Well, that seems to have been the pattern. So let's keep an eye on that. Three and eight with two blocks. Not a disaster from him, but also not awesome. Well, Daron Sharp had a 3-3-3. What an interesting game. Hey, by the way, don't roster Joe Harris in 12s. 3-4-2 and two for him in 21 minutes. Absolutely no need for him to be anywhere near a 12 or 14-team league roster for the Bucks. Giannis. Giannis. To oh. 38 minutes in a really quiet first half as well. 43, 14, and five, a steal and three blocks, 71% from the line. That's just huge. While Punchbob played 26 minutes, 20 and 11 with three threes, two steals, two blocks. Easily Bob Portis' best game for the season. He's really putting up some pretty strong numbers uh, at the moment without really jumping into any sort of um, big, what do you call it? Like big minute roll. Although this was his biggest one. Brooke Lopez. He remains an absolute sell high. But why, why is he blocking everything? Six blocks. Now, he had seven and six and shot 30%. The shooting is, is way off. But six blocks. He's a 50th ranked player this season. It is going to cool off. He can't continue to block like four shots a game. He, he won't. Drew Holiday was a bit rough here. 15 points on 28% with seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. While they continue to start Javon Carter, which is makes losing as the Nets embarrassing. Two points for him in 16, while Grayson Allen had five points on 13%. Allen is only a streamer for threes, and that is literally it. Georgie Hill played 30 minutes. It feels like too many for George. Eight, three, and four in his 30 minutes, while Jordan War is not really doing a huge amount. Not too many people's surprises. Let us go on to the next one. The Raptors beat the Sixers 119-109. I tell you, there's a few things that are really intriguing from this one from the Sixers, who you know, might have been a pretty boring fantasy team, but Tyrese Maxey played 43 minutes. He had 31 points, so finally the shots went in. 50% from three, 62 from two. But what I really like, six assists, two steals, and a block. Is that real? I don't know. But it was good to see. He's still not a top 100 player this season. He is going to continue to improve, but this was much better. Harden also was solid enough, but not great. 18-7-9 with some poor field goals, while Embiid had 31-5-3 and and no defensive stats. And um, the uh, the old thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Before this game, he was sort of floating in the 50s. And you go, well, yeah, 
I was not big on him being drafted in the 50s, 60s, or 70s. <clears throat> and it was making me look a bit silly. But three points in 34 minutes, eight rebounds, six assists is nice, but he shot 20%. Um, and now he's fallen to 79th, which is probably about the right spot. The other encouraging thing was a huge line from the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton, 22 minutes, 12, 3, and 5 with three steals. I love the five assists. I love the three steals. I love the two triples, and I love the 22 minutes. Does it mean I'm rushing to grab him? I wouldn't say I'd rush to grab him. I think he's totally fine if you want to grab him, but this is one competent game where he still didn't crack 22 minutes and a lot of other ones that weren't great. But that's this, this game is why we like him for fantasy. And he got the minutes while PJ Tucker lost some and House lost some and Yang lost some and whatever they're doing at backup center with Montrez Harrell playing four disgusting minutes in the first half and then Paul Reed playing three almost as equally disgusting minutes, although he's clearly better than Harrell in the second half. So I don't really know what they're doing with that backup spot. It's all just over the shop. Toronto, Scotty Barnes was back. He played 33 minutes, 16, 10 and five with a steal. Really strong line from Barnesy. And Fred Van Vliet continues to play insane minutes, 39 of them, but also rack up crazy defensive numbers. 15, 6, and 8, two threes, two steals, and three blocks. And Gary Trent basically did the Royce O'Neill. Or did Royce O'Neill do the Gary Trent? I don't know. Nice, Gary! 27 points with five threes with zero rebounds and zero assists, but still had two steals. But he also did it while shooting 69%. Just a massive, massive game from Trent, who is now the 111th ranked player this season. Um, yeah, look, we, he's wildly all over the place. Like, that's a crazy line. And that shooting won't stick, but he brought the steals, which is what we always want from him. He hit the threes, which is what we always want from him, and that was good. Siakam struggled with efficiency, but 20 and 5 with 13 assists and 4 triples. He's like a top 10 fantasy points player as well this season, averaging over 50, some good numbers. For him, while I think a lot of the panickers on OG Ananobi will feel a little bit better. But what about Scar? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 15, 2 and 1 with three steals on 60% shooting. He's not going to blow us away, but he is a top 75 player. And we knew that some of that offense would, would come at some point. Let's jack off Precious. Get that garbage out of here! Pretty obvious. Barnes comes back, you drop him. 7, 6, and 4 in 21 minutes. Absolutely no need to hold on to Precious Achua, who's not a top 170 player this season. Boucher had 13 points. All right, cool. I don't actually care. He doesn't need to be a 12-team league guy. While Coloco got into some big foul trouble against Embiid, four points in 11 minutes, which is not, I wouldn't say, a particularly big surprise. The next game we're going to take a look at an overtime game. The Knicks win it 134-131. I talked on one of the shows earlier today talking about Jalen McDaniel saying, yeah, I'm not sure about his production. He's like top 100. I don't know how this is going to stick. Okay. 17 and 6 in 23 minutes with three threes, a steal and a block on 60% shooting. He was a guy that I wanted to watch at the start of the season. I thought he could get some value. Now, of course, it helps that Ball and Rogier and Martin are out, but he's playing well. And how about, I didn't think I'd talk about this bloke this season at all, the Salt Flake. Theo Maladon. 15 points in 16 minutes. Since when? 86% shooting. My guy. I wouldn't get excited about it, but what the hell? Um, And you remember my other fear? That Big Dick Nick would just not do anything and play behind Mason Plumley. Well, here we are. 7 and 4 for Richards in 19 minutes while Plumley just bullied his way to 8, 7 and 4 in 31 minutes. What a dominating performance with a steal and a block for Plumley. This is what I said. Rich, Richards has the perfect game and plays six fewer minutes than Plumley. Don't count your hopes up. Don't get them up. 
Would I hold on to Richards? Probably. But also, this is likely to happen. Uh, PJ, 38 minutes for him, 17 points, four triples. Clear must roster player. Well, Big Den Smith, 14, 3, and 11, and two steals. You just keep rolling with him until we hear that Rogier is back. And even then, I wouldn't mind holding him for one more game because even in the backup role, four assists, two steals is a possibility for Smitty. Haywood had 21, 9, and 4, which is pretty strong. Well, Ubre just abysmal from the shooting perspective. 17 points on 39%. He had two steals and a block. I don't imagine he's a particularly big favorite of Steve Clifford's, but they've got to play him a lot at the moment. I think that his production will probably fall. For the Knicks, the burner Jalen Brunson played 41 minutes, 27, 7, and 13. And that's on insane 67% shooting. Only 21 usage. So we look at that and go, that, that's, this is really good. It's awesome. He played so well, but it's also a little bit unrealistic to expect. 37 minutes for Mitch Robinson, putting up some big numbers. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Six blocks. And the fact that he played this much is obviously hurting Hartenstein. I think I would still hold Hartenstein, but I'm not as tied to it as I have been. Eight and three for him in 16. Randall played 40 minutes, but only 24 usage. 17, six and two. And RJ Barrett, a much better game. 22-8-1. He still had a block, but he fought, shot only 43% from the field, and he is, he's knocking on the door of the top 200. He's not quite there yet. Much better in points leagues, but still not a top 100 player in that format either. Um, only 13 minutes for top... Why do people still have him in 12-10 leagues? There's a small percentage. I don't know what you're doing. Well, quickly played 19 minutes for 11 points, and Reddish had five in 25 minutes. There's no way that Cam Reddish should be rostered in 12-team leagues, and quickly is probably a 14-16 to 16 teamer. There just aren't the minutes there with how Thibodeau runs this rotation. Fournier, only 24 minutes for the disease scrotum, 14-3-2. and two. No reason for him to be a 12-team league guy either. Get that garbage out of here! Um, let's go on to the next game. Yeah, let's do it. It is the Indiana Pacers against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls win it, 124-124. 109. Tyrese Halliburton, 38 minutes. He does it again. 18, 4, and 11. A steal and a block. Inefficient, but good otherwise. While Jalen Smith, Stixie, really didn't do anything to start this game. But if you stood by him, he ended up with 15 and 9 with three threes in 29 minutes and two blocks, which is pretty impressive. And his numbers are going to start to come up. Uh, Miles Turner made his first appearance for the season. In the pregame show today, I think it was, people were making crazy comparisons. Oh, you know, is it, do I have Miles Turner or Kongwu? I don't think people realize how good Miles Turner is. 24 minutes, five points. Yeah, okay. Six rebounds, two assists, one steal, four blocks. He shot 14%. So if Miles Turner, for some reason, is sitting on your waiver wire, just do yourself a favor and just grab him immediately. With him back, Jackson played like literally exactly the same role. 20 minutes for Isaiah Jackson, 8 and 7 with a block. Is that enough to hold on to? It's barely there. I think if you've got both Jackson and Hartenstein, you want to make a call on which one, and I'd probably call Jackson over Hartenstein, but it's hard to hold both of those guys, even especially if you've got even like a Kongwu or a Big Dick Nick or someone like that in your team. Really hard to hold all of those limited minutes players. I told you this was going to happen as well. I don't tell you everything that's correct. I try to, but Benedict Matherin was never going to stick at that level. 15, 2, and 4 with two steals on 27% shooting. He's now 75th for the season. I think he, actually that's before today's game. So he's going to drop a little bit. And he only played 27 minutes. And he had a usage of 27. What he was, And he was a team worst minus 18. What he was doing was insanely unsustainable. Uh, and not saying to drop him, but 
it was going to fall back. Duarte played 26 minutes, 12 points. Don't think we need to worry about him in 12s. And they continue to start Aaron Neesmith for reasons that I'll never understand. TJ McConnell, putrid. Uh, TJ McConnell also rostered in 12 10 leagues. Ah, uh, why? What are you doing? Please get rid of him. And surely there's no one on this that's listening to this channel that has him. Unless that you are, and then explain. Zachy Levine, 35 minutes, 28, 6 and 5, 6 triples and a steal. I wonder when the next day off is going to be, but that's really good. And with him putting up a line like that, DeRozan was weirdly bad. 17, 1 and 6 on 42%. And he really picked it up late because he'd struggled early on. But not the greatest from uh, DeMar DeRozan there. Ayo Desumu. Um, it's very, very, it's very, very possible that I'm just wrong on Desumu. It's possible. He's still really low usage, but added seven assists, two steals, and a block with 12 points and four rebounds. He's top 100 this season. I, I find it hard to see how a 31 minute a night, 15 usage guy gets it done continually. And this was a game where DeRozan was off, but he's doing it. So maybe I'm just, I'm almost definitely just wrong on him. Happens. Caruso brought the defensive stuff, the um, Rabbit Hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Eight points only, but two threes, three assists, three steals, and two blocks. That's not going to happen like this every game, but he's just a streamable player. While Vooch at least shot a little bit better, but 14, 7, and 4 is not great. Drummond's pulling in the big rebounds. When you're looking for rebounds off the wire, the big avocado is one of the best out there. Another 13 for him. While Pat Williams continues to really be pretty poor. 10 points in 15 minutes. And guys like Javante Green are clearly better than him at this point. Um, only 12 minutes for Kobe White and 16 for Dragic. You had a nice 13, 2, and 5 line. The next game, the Spurs took it to the Wolves for a bit, but it was a perhaps unfamiliar player who got it done for Minnesota. We'll talk about that in a second. The Spurs were without Bissell and Primo. So they started Josh Richardson, and he had a great game. 11-3-10 with two steals and a block. He's been really solid. He's at least streamable in 12-team leagues. The um, horsecock, Calden Johnson. Whose horse is that? 27-5-3 with five triples. Massive usage, big performance. Well, Cater Bates-Diop also came out of nowhere for 15 points, and Dougie McDirt had 19 with four triples. McDirt is not someone to get sucked into. 33 minutes for Trey Jones, 13, 7, and 3. Just solid enough production. And while you might think it's been, I've had many, many people say, oh, should I drop Trey Jones? He's the 67th ranked player, so I'm going to say no. Like, people have overreacted, overreacted to what they presume was a bad start when really it's probably exceeding expectations. Jakob Pertl, eh, fine. No blocks. I'd love for them to start coming. 12, 10, and 4. While Sohan had 12 points, his score in the last two games have been pretty good. Zohan now. 10 boards and 4 assists, but rough from the free throw line. He probably is, you know, he probably is like a 14-team league guy, maybe 12. Maybe. For the Wolves, it was Jalen Noel. He's been really good. He's a definite 14-team league guy, maybe 12, probably 14. 23 points in 22 minutes, 3 threes, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. But if Russell gets hurt, or if Edwards gets hurt, he's an automatic ad. Speaking of Goose, this is why he was on the buy low. 34, 3 and 9, 2 steals and 7 triples. Got his percentages up as well. While Jaden McDaniels, 
wow, this is like opening night. 20 points, four threes, only three rebounds, but two steals and three blocks. He's been pretty inconsistent, but this is a huge performance. And Towns really, I think he had like one shot in the first half, something like that. Ended up with 21, four and seven, two steals and a block on 64%. Pretty good numbers from Towns, who is now pushing closer to the top 30. Gobert had 10 and nine, not a great performance from Rudy. He is struggling over the last two to three games. While it was clearly D'Angelo Russell's worst performance, 12, two and nine with a block, one of four from the line, which would have made that line a little bit better. But he has been top 50 this season. I wouldn't worry too much about that one. But some encouraging numbers from Edwards, McDaniels, Noel, Towns. A little bit disappointing from Gobert and Russell in this one. All right, next game, the Rockets and the Jazz. The Jazz get this one back, 109-101 in the end. I think Kevin Porter's free throws might be fixed. I'm not sure, but I think they might be. He's been an amazing top 40 player this season. 24-5-5, a steal and a block, 4-4 from the line, 46% overall. He was a guy that I targeted pretty heavily. I didn't expect this, though. He's been great. He did cop a knock, knee on knee with Jordan Clarkson at the end of the game. He stayed in, but we'll watch it. Jalen Green struggled a little with efficiency, 17-7-2 on 30% with a steal and a block. But he's been basically about what we hoped for. And then they also, in this game, they still went small. Jabari Smith started at center. So we'll talk about him, 10-9. and nine, Not great, 30% shooting, not great. That's fine. We still hold on to him pretty clearly. Um, but they, that meant that they started the wild thing. His first game back. Now, I don't know what Steven Silas loves about this bloke so much. 20 minutes for Jayshon Tate. He had got into foul trouble, 7-5. and five. You do not need to add Jayshon Tate in 12-team leagues, in my opinion. Uh, Eric Gordon had a really strong game. 16 points, two threes, two steals. He's providing really solid 14-team league value, and he's a good 12-team streamer. While um, KJ Martin had 11-10 and 10 in 25 minutes. Good game from Martin, but still just a deeper league guy. Tari preseason. Played just the 23 minutes. He got into some foul trouble too, but the reason he was able to play that much, they went super small and Tate was in foul trouble. And of course, Shengun is out. Three and six for Eason. It's really hard to suggest him as a must-hold player. I wonder what they do when Shengun returns. Because Fernandez is going to be out a while. Shengun should be back next game. Do they keep Jabari Smith starting at center? Do they try Shengun next to him? Like, And does Shengun just play back up to Smith? I I'm very intrigued because they're going away from Garuba, who played, what, eight minutes in this game. I'll be very intrigued to see how they use Shengun and Smith and then, therefore, um, Eason. Because if Shengun does start, then Eason loses tons of value. Probably goes out of the rotation. To be honest, if that's what happens. The man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. 20 points, five assists, six rebounds, five threes, two steals, and a block. He's been great. I loved getting him with last picks in drafts, but again, much like with Kevin Porter, I didn't expect this. Now, if you're one of those people who has Jordan Clarkson and you think that a trade is inevitable, you probably want to ride this unbelievable hot streak. I'm not convinced that a trade is happening, nor is it happening anytime soon. So I'm probably just going to ride it out. After a one-game dip, Larry Markin was back at it, 24-9. and And Taylor Horton Tucker just quietly has put together two good games in a row. 14-7-4, two steals, two threes. I'd grab him in 14-team leagues, and I would look at it in 12s. Jared Vanderbilt Bar got into foul trouble, 19 minutes, 6-8. and eight. And with Houston going small, Walker Kessler only played 11 minutes. Just mix him in with all those backup centers, a Kongwu, Hartenstein, Duran. There's... An opportunity here for Kessler at some point, but four and one with a block. He's not top 150. He's not top 160 this season. And 
again, I think his minutes have to come at the expense of Vanderbilt. So I don't think there's a 25, 26-minute upside path for Kessler. So you, you don't have to hold him. I don't think. Kelly Olenek, don't drop after this. Four points on 13%. So that's 13%. That's the problem. But eight rebounds, six assists, and a steal. He's totally fine. He's like top 70 for the year. And Colin Sexton had to lead this game due to an oblique contusion. Bruised, bruised guts. Or side, sorry. Four points in 10 minutes. Um, I don't think it's a serious injury. But how long... Look, this is... It's a, it's a hold. It's a stash. He's not producing. And I don't see where the minutes come from. We had Malik Beasley go 14-4-1 and one with four steals. Great game. Mike Conley had foul trouble, but ended with 13-3-5 in 28 minutes. There just isn't playing time for Sexton. It isn't there. And it is going to require a trade. And unless you think Conley's getting traded in the next month, then I don't think you can hold Sexton waiting for that to happen. I don't think this Sexton thing is a knee ramp up thing. I think it's just where he fits in the quality of their guards. And he is worse than the three guys that play more minutes than him. That's how I view it. But that's more importantly, how I think Utah views it and Will Hardy views it. So it is really, I'm not quite going to bring out Jack for Colin Sexton, but I'm, I'm not far off it. Like I think it should be pretty close. All right, let's go to the next game. The Miami Heat smashed the Blazers 119-98, the final score. Well, it turned out pretty good to have Caleb Martin on the top of the What to Watch For show yesterday because he went crazy. 29 minutes, 16, 8, and 3 with four steals and two threes. Now, this is not going to stick. Four steals, unrealistic. 88% shooting, not going to happen. But it was a back-to-back. He's a starter playing 29 to 30 minutes a night. There's value in that. Long-term, I'm, I'm not really sure that he's a must-roster, but... He's not far off. Like, he's close enough to be a 12-team league guy. Um, Obi tries to leave me. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, another solid game. 16-9 with four threes and two steals in 28 minutes. He's a fringe 12-team league player. Well, this is why we wanted to hold on to Kyle Lowry. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. 17-2-6 with five threes, a steal, a block, 63% shooting. Now, usage is still low, and that level of shooting won't stick, but... The 28% was never going to stick. So he's a 12-team league guy. We've still got a bit of a buy low available for Bam Adebayo. Bam! 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 But 18-8-3 is good. Butler was 17-5-5, five and, five, and we finally got a Tyler Hero cooldown. 14-4-4. Four four. The rebounds, he was averaging like eight a game. They were going to fall off in the shooting. Dropped away as well. We got seven assists from Gabe Vincent. He's a nice, deeper league player. For the Blazers, the big news here is Damian Lillard. Strained his calf. He will almost definitely miss Friday's game. But then the Blazers don't play again until next Wednesday. And maybe he's back there. But what that does is it means that any possible pickup, whether that's Shaden Sharp or the return of the Dr. Gary Payton, it just doesn't mean anything. Because you wouldn't play him Thursday. You won't play him Friday with 11 games on. You won't play him Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then Lillard's back Wednesday. So, sorry, Lillard might be back Wednesday. We don't know. But I don't think we need to rush to maybe get zero games in six days out of a waiver pickup. Josh the Hitman Hart was great again, 10-6-6 with three steals, while Winslow added a triple one. He's a nice 14-team league player. It wasn't a great Nurkic night, but still okay. Well, Sharp was pretty good. Again, if this was a normal schedule situation, we'd probably add Sharp. 15-8 and in 21 minutes, and you know what I talked about with Anthony Simons. Like... We can froth 22 points in a quarter, and then he has 14-2-0 on 42%, and he's the 128th best player. That one quarter doesn't mean it's happening, it's here, he's popping off, I can't believe people doubted him. Right, we didn't doubt him, we just 
sort of realistically where he fits as a player. He'll be better than this, and he'll be worse than he was last game. It sits somewhere in the middle. The last two games from Jeremy Grant are the games of why I had him like at 100. And he's actually, where is he? He's 177th this season. Yikes. 11-3-4, bad from the line, bad from the uh, field, bad rebounds, no steals, no blocks. This is what I was really worried about with drafting him. He made me look a bit silly in the preseason because he put up a lot of defensive numbers, but we're sort of settling in now to why I was not particularly keen on drafting old Jez. Lakers are shit. They lose again, 110-99, this one without Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis played 36 minutes. He looked like he had a sore back. He was maybe going to go to the locker room, but didn't go to the locker room. 22-14-5, three steals and two blocks. The numbers are awesome, right? But you just have to wonder what's going on with his team or, or where they go from here. It was also a pretty poor LeBron night, 19-7-9 on 38% and 50 from the line. LeBron is the tenth, or sorry, 20th ranked player this season. Davis, 15th. Lonnie Walker did it again with scoring. He's 15-point scorer, but two rebounds, one assist, 43%. The two steals and one block are nice. He's 137th for the season in category leagues. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster. While Beverly, yeah, I don't know. Look, it's getting harder and harder to have him as a must-roster. 6-4-3 and three is all right. While Austin Reeves replaced Westbrook and had eight points on five attempts. Like, nothing exciting there. This team is just really, really bad. Really bad. For the Nuggets, Big Chungus. This is what we're waiting for. 31, 13, and 9 for Jokic with four steals, 71% shooting. Uh, moves up to number three on the season. While the Shark, Bruce Brown. Gotta love that. Baby shark, He's been really good. He started in place of Maga Porter Jr. He had 18, 5, and 4 with four threes and two steals. And it doesn't appear like Porter is going to miss time. KCP might. Or, sorry, Porter will be back next game. KCP might, but he did return to the bench. Um, after hurting his ankle. We'll see what happens there. But Brown is someone that I'd consider adding. KCP was solid as well, 13 in 25 minutes, and he is a top 100 player this season. I don't really buy that though. Aaron Gordon, it's been a roller coaster for him. Six and nine with five assists. Probably still hold him, but it's all up and down. But I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, the big stiffy, ready to jack him right off. Get that garbage out of here! It's not the fact that he shot... 17% and had six points, Bones Highland. It's 17 minutes, and he's just not getting them. He's just not getting the minutes. There's no point holding it, I don't think. The headmaster had 13, 4, and 6, Jamal Murray with two steals. He was on the buy low show. We're not quite there yet, but that is definitely an improvement. Well, big Jeff Green, 10 points in 22 minutes. If I could find where the sound is, is it this one? Oh, no! Oh, well, it, it wasn't that one, but it worked perfectly anyway. I can't... Oh, there it is. My name is Jeff. Jeff Green with 10, 4, and 3, and 2 steals, and I implore you to ignore that level of production. All right, let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous is Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Your waiver wire is Caleb Martin. Um, yeah, again, worth a stream, especially with a game on Thursday. The, the, the young gun, that's the word, is Paolo Banquero, and the dud of the night is Cali Lunick because he was dreadful from the field and dreadful for the line, but please do not drop him for the love of God. The top 10 players in category leagues today, number one was Jokic, followed by Brunson, Giannis, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Davis, Caleb Martin, Johnny Collins, and Carl Anthony Towns. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues was Caleb Martin. Again, good stream. Joshie Richardson. Bissell maybe misses another game. I don't know. Worth it. Bruce Brown, maybe. Jalen McDaniels. He's shooting 75% from three. That's why he's a top 100 player. That will cool off. 
So I wouldn't chase that one. Alex Caruso brought it defensively. Jalen Noel's a great 14-team league guy and maybe a 12. DeAnthony Melton, are we getting back on? Not quite, but not far. Malik Beasley, streamer. Teo Maladon, the salt flake for your Maladon. Um, Yeah, nah. And Isaiah Livers, just someone that we're going to keep an eye on because I'm pretty interested in what Livers can do. Top 10 points league, guys. Number one was Giannis, followed by Jokic, Davis, Bronson, Edwards, Maxi, Bunkero, Trey Young, Freddles Van Vliet, and Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast. You know where it is. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. And on YouTube, thumb it up, leave a comment, subscribe, flick the little notification bell, you know, all those things. It's really, really helpful. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.